Hey, it's the God-Awful Gospel Hour, and today we have Jack Schutze. thing on your uh computer that says the weather on the bottom you know what the degrees and everything the weather like, the, like the, the weather bottom. widget on your phone yeah, on the bottom right where it says the news and everything on windows it's like in the background on mine so today it said fire weather <laughs> just with a picture <laughs> of fire i was like yes <laughs> correct <miserable>. is <laughs> that fire in texas <laughs> the world is on fire so you're uh do, do you really do uber or is that a character no, I 100% drive Uber now. Okay. Uh, pretty much all day. I drove today as well. How's it going? You got any crazy nightmare Uber stories? You know, I don't, not yet, but I did think I was going to get murdered the other day. Um, I've been picking up a guy and dropping him off at his car, which is broken down in the back of a cemetery. Nice. And like, he initially told me a story about how he was working there. And that's why his car is parked back there. But then if you look around the car, there's no like work to be, to okay. be had. <laughs> but I'm alive. I made it. I made it here. Yeah. You're a large... drop a guy off at the cemetery. That's a pretty good Uber story. Or a pretty good Uber. Uh, that's a good ride, I guess. Everybody has all good the gig. Uh, I mean, do you keep a camera going or like recording anything just in case? I need to start doing that. Yeah. I don't. Um, I definitely... I actually do comedy while I'm driving. I have a little yeah. sign that says like, "Hey, if you want to tip me, I'll like do comedy." So like oh, half nice. the time I just like run my act through random people, and half the time I'm they're incredibly offended, and the other half the time they tip me like five ten bucks. Nice. I, I do that at my therapist, but I pay him fifteen dollars. <laughs> it's the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, it's because the squiggle vision did it to me. Remember that show? Yeah. What was that? Remember that old comedy therapy show? It was on Comedy Central. With the Dr. Katz? Yes. Yeah, Dr. Katz. I yeah. grew up watching that, and I was like, apparently you're just supposed to try your jokes on these people and <laughs> see if they work. Fitz is a 70-year-old guy, so if he thinks it's funny, it's probably pretty good. Is the Bluetooth earpiece a prop, or do you really use that? So I use that for, I'm usually listening to a podcast while I'm driving. Okay. Um, and then I just keep it on, like, Bob FM or, like, the most generic music I can possibly keep it on. The Bob. Um my buddy was here, Medlock, for a South by. Yeah. He got too drunk in the middle of the night and had to pee, and we could not find anywhere to pee, and we were staggering around. I just wanted to look at, like, I hadn't been downtown since all the comedy shit popped off, so I wanted to see where all these places were. I wanted to see what was going on at the mothership, so I had another agenda besides him peeing. I was like, you can find, you can pee anywhere. It's the world, <laughs> but he's too civilized. He's from D.C. with me, and he was looking for a restroom where they'd welcome him with gilded truffles and he just kept getting drunker and having to pee more and uh, we went down to the Waller Creek and I was like you can pee under the bridge and he was like oh sweet I have to pee pee like a baby oh my god <laughs> that was the quote of the trip every time I'd see him since then I'm like you have to pee like a baby well that's like a big city thing I mean I, I was London is like the epitome of it but like you can't you can't just step in a side street in London and pee. No. 
It's like cops will be on you before you're done. You like, can't spit. I spit on the ground in England, and a bobby came after me. He was like, you fuck, you've gobbed on the queen's soil. <laughs> you can't like, gob on the queen's soil. Yeah. Like, you guys... <laughs> You got packies here, openly defecating, and <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> Oi, yeah. Oi, mate. The Queen's soil. You've soiled the Queen's soil. So do you do any other gig economy shit? DoorDash or anything like that? Um, I guess not really. I mean, I just started Uber kind of just to see what it was like initially. And if you're smart about it and take the right ride, you can make a decent amount of money. But if you're not smart about it, you'll drive all over town and make $10 an hour and just destroy your car. So it's, yeah, it's a lot through. of declining rides and um, racial profiling and all those things. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can Uber with a Lime scooter and be like, hop on. This is free for me. <laughs> Writing the whole thing off. Get on my radio flyer wagon that I'm dragging behind me. Have you seen drunk white girls fall on all around on those things yeah. downtown? <laughs> they eat shit so fast as soon as they, you know. Well, the, the new ones are dangerous. I don't know if you've gotten on the new ones and, like, gone full blast. Mm -mm. You're hitting, like, 25 miles an hour. Yeah, you fall with that. You're breaking something, right? Yeah. No, I'm a skateboarder. I won't rollerblade or ride a Razor scooter either. <laughs> if I could get one of those one wheels, I'd rent that. It's against that. the ethos. Yep. Yeah. Um, my Reddit feed got full of like DoorDash nightmare stories for a while there when like whenever the whole controversy happened and everybody quit Reddit and mm -hmm. the whole feed got weird and it became like rate my dress or whatever yeah, stuff yeah, popping yeah. up all the time. And you said you have to prune it. So I started pruning it. Every time I got rid of something, something worse would pop up. <laughs> it was like I got rid of public freakouts and some girl said, am I hot or not popped up. And then for a while it was DoorDash people like getting texts from DoorDashers saying, "Can you tip me two dollars more? There's no gas in my tank. I need to go to." The, it was like people begging. That is the one thing about DoorDash that is like a big flaw in their app. It's like it tells them immediately. The other ones there's like an hour delay. Yeah, but it's like the idea of you tipping someone and then like them knowing exactly what you tip. I guess it's like pizza delivery driver. They knows they know what you tip because yeah, well, they're there. Give them a five dollar bill back in you know back in the day. Uh, I guess that, I guess with the app, if there's enough of a delay, then that gives you some cover or whatever. If you're a cheap t cheap dipper, right? Yeah, but they can, they have your contact info yeah. and they know where you live, so then now they're asking you for money. So there is a delay on the driving apps for Uber specifically. If okay. you if you okay. drop something off, it'll be like, here's what your delivery rate was. You won't see the tip for an hour. Oh, okay. Which is I think is probably pretty smart. And well, you were talking about the Reddit feed. I didn't know that that was universal. I thought my Reddit feed had just gotten corrupted, but yeah. it's it's been feeding me that same thing where it's like hot or not or like, like I, where did this even come from? And then you're constantly, even if you say like not interested, it still comes back in the, it, it still comes back at you. I thought the ads were based on what you've been saying out loud, but then I started getting those ads for the bent dick with the carrot. <laughs> I'm like I don't have a bent penis. Sure you Stop don't. Stop sure sending me anything. ads with this carrot. I'm not trying to fuck girls around the corner. Leave me alone. <laughs> so have you had any dangerous day jobs where like there's OSHA violations and you almost got killed? I Besides mean, the I, cemetery guy? I was a kitchen manager for most of my life, so oh, every yeah. single day was just like... The a, sharps. Yeah, <laughs> knives, watching people get chopped, watching people get a... Can you watch the bear without getting triggered? You know, I don't, I don't watch the bear because... I lived it, and yeah. so it's it's not entertaining to me. Like yeah. the 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 craziest shit about working in a kitchen is like watching someone cut themselves, but then knowing they're high, so they're like they just wrap it instead of like yeah. a normal job. Like oh, I hurt myself. They're like no, I don't want to get fired, so I'm just like fucking. 
tape and super glue and we're good to go yeah i had a friend who uh <laughs> i had a friend get fired from the dairy queen and kyle <laughs> because he cut himself and it got reported and then you have to go get a drug test yeah. uh, so they can decide whether they're going to pay your workman's comp or not and uh he well, of course he'd been smoking this was <clears throat> 15 years ago he'd been smoking weed so he got fired from the dairy queen yeah i got fired from a sign manufacturing facility here in town, one of the larger U.S. known ones, <laughs> for uh, breaking the seal on the eyewash station because I got ink in my eye. Like, you have to pour the ink into these things, and you're supposed to put goggles on, and it's like a milk jug in this big thing, and I poured it in there, and it went bloop, and sent a piece of, like a droplet of ink. So you got it. fired for using the equipment the way it was supposed yeah, to be used? Yeah, because <laughs> the insurance people come by and check if the seal's been broken on the eyewash station, and your premiums go up if it's been used. Oh, God. So we put them, I put them in jeopardy by being a safe guy. This is like the Department of Labor, labor violation should've situation. Just, yeah. Should have just let the ink go into my brain. <laughs> Could be like one of those guys who gets an eyeball tattoo. So you grew up in San Marcos, Wimberley? Um, I grew up, I had divorced parents. I lived in Austin, and then my mom moved from Wimberley, and every time I get in trouble, I just like switch houses. Okay, for sweet. For a while, so Austin, nice. kind of both. Um, I do love... It's odd being from Austin right now because no one's from here anymore. Yeah. And so, like, especially trying to do comedy, I was like, I'll bring in a, a bit about, like, going to school in Texas and just you just get glazed over looks. Yeah. But then I go, like, you know, 20 miles in each direction and to the to the people, Texas people, and they love it. Yeah, I can't do my La Zona Rosa jokes anymore. Nobody knows what the hell that is. Now. Oh, I miss La Zona Rosa. Yeah, <laughs> what's the La Zona Rosa? Do you have a favorite restaurant that when you're growing up that's gone now that if you could time travel, you would stop by? Uh, Chez New on 6th Street. Yeah, I remember that the place. French yeah. place. That used to be a killer date spot. They yeah. are super consistent, always delicious, and um, very old school owners, you know, where they'd come out and make sure you're taken care of and I feel like that whole vibe is just <laughs> yeah. gone completely. Um, what, when were you born? Uh, 87. What was your birthday? Uh, January 20th. Okay, so that's What's easy. What's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite? Your inauguration day birthday. Uh, yeah. 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 So, did you say January 90 what now? Uh, 87. Every four years, I get a little present where it's like a fucking president's just ruining, (laughs) destroying my birthday. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So when you were born, the big hits were Open Your Heart, Madonna, Cyndi Lauper, Control, Janet Jackson. These are the number one hits when you were born, but that's not what's important. What's important is 12 minus 9 is 3. March... 86 wizard math <laughs> that's when your parents <laughs> fucked oh yeah. so we want to know what they were banging to i have a theory on this one so um two t- i have three brothers and two out of three of them we were all born within a week calendar wise yes different year of course yeah, right. um but my theory was that my dad worked in the car business and that must have been six nine months before must have been bonus time <laughs> yeah. like the annual yeah. bonus hell yeah gets the fat bonus Stiffs the mom. Yeah. Welcome to the world, Jack. Yeah. Okay, so you think they were fucking to Amadeus Amadeus? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> or Sarah Starship? Sarah. 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 Yeah. These dreams. Heart is a good year for love. Yeah. Getting nasty ballads. Kyrie, Mr. Mister. How will I know Whitney Houston? Mm. It was a good year. Mine was uh, Afternoon Delight. 
It's nine months before I was born. Oh, well, then they yeah. probably had quadruplets, right? Like fucking... <laughs> Did we ever figure yours out? Uh, see, March, February, January, December. Uh, it's hard to do months backwards. <laughs> August. Time cop. June, maybe? Ju- June of 81? What was going on in June of 81? June 81, Billboard. Sukiyaki, Taste of Honey. Ray Parker. George Harrison. The one you love, air air supply. I'm not familiar with any of these. Yeah, I don't. Oh, John notes, Hall notes. You, you make, make my, dream. my dreams come. Or Jesse's girl. I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Yeah, maybe. I, when I was born, it was rich girl, bitch girl. It's a bitch girl. So uh, you were raised religious. Uh, we went to church, but kind of casually. Okay. Um, I was mostly raised by a single mother, so by Sunday. If she had the energy to take us to church, we'd go. We used okay. to go to Riverbend uh, on 360. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a big one. But I, I, I'm a big fan of um, the teachings of Jesus, but not necessarily the what organized club, religion right. has done with <laughs> it. Yeah, I didn't like people telling me to get on my knees in front of this dude in a robe <laughs> and uh, tell him how much I loved him over and over again. It seemed kind of gay. <laughs> Well, you just did that thing about having a stiffy, stiffy for Jesus. Stiffies for Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I, I kind of started the whole, um, driven by God, um, after watching the 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 docu series about the Duggars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had I've, I've talked to like multiple people who just watched that series, and initially I was like, I want to do something that's like self-effacing and just kind of like kind of talking shit about Christianity, but in like a knowledgeable way from someone that was raised a Christian. Yeah. And the more I, I'd seen a few other people doing that very directly. And I was like, no, I want this to also be funny. Yeah. But ride the line to where like, if you were a hardcore Christian and you tuned into my channel, you might think it's real. You're trapped into You're listening right. to the whole thing. Like it, the gemstones. Yeah. And so like half of them are, half of them are, are very guarded and, and uh, serious, and then the other half are just completely over the top. Are you writing those, or are you just going off your head? Um, I kind of, ri- I kind of, I usually like write like one or two little rhymes that I throw in there. Okay, nice. And then just start it. But I, I'd lived a very short time in uh, in Tyler, Texas, mm. yep. and so like I just, I, I hung out with those people, and I was like, I love that eat that just East Texas, just sweet, <laughs> sweet old draw. Um, so I just kind of do that. And people initially accuse me of, they're like, oh, that's like a gay voice. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Go to East Texas. I'm just being polite. Yeah. Meet some closeted guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that loves Christianity and he sounds just like this. Yeah. And I was Shirt just kinda, that looks like a picnic table. I'm, I'm just a music minister. That's yeah. what I am. I, I play music for the Lord. Yeah. yeah. That's the Holy Ghost. I was raised very, very religious. And uh, we had a guy in my church that was on the leadership board that kind of screwed my family out of some stuff that we'd invested in and a lot of time and energy. And, uh, he was, his son ended up being a PGA golf tour champion uh, a couple years ago. He won second place on the PGA tour and they interviewed him and he, they said, what do you have to say for yourself? You got second place. And he was like, can everybody please help me find my father? He's disappeared. This guy from the, one of the elders from my church, he was a real hardcore. He was the guy that found, uh, John Bobbitt's penis in the bag on the side of the road. He was literally that guy. Yeah, he's the wow. Manassas police guy. So he disappeared. He took off from Virginia and drove east here 
towards me. I was like, why is this guy coming towards me? He was being tracked. They found him in Texarkana. The police found him sleeping in his Ford Ranger. And he was like, I just went for a drive. I don't know what the big deal is. And he was the ex-cop, so they were like, okay, we're cops. You're a cop. It's fine. You're fine. And uh, he didn't make it home. He killed himself. But it was during the Ashley Madison hack. So weird timing there. He may have gotten caught messing about and just run off to go kill himself somewhere. I just got to say, whenever you were talking about the church and you said, <laughs> fuck my family, I wasn't <laughs> expecting financially to follow that. <laughs> fuck my whole family. <laughs> like one way or the other. Which, no. <laughs> so you said Manassas. I'm not going to say where we're recording on. Or but there, there may or street. may not be a street nearby called Manassas. Yeah, all the streets around here are named after Northern Virginia towns. Have y'all covered that already on this thing? Uh, yeah, Herndon. Yeah, I think we talked about it. A yeah, well, I mean, like, Ferry. There, this is the whole the theme of this uh this neighborhood is all civil war right it's all civil war battles right so we got seminary ridge manassas shiloh all those yeah so i racism avenue is over there (laughs) i lived right like 150 yards away from here with my wife and uh she's on slave street uh (laughs) she's so much smarter than me and uh she was like, oh, we need to start like a group. I want to meet some of the neighbors and we'll like play games or stuff. Yeah. And she's like, well, we need a fun name. How about we name it Gettysburg Clan? And I was just <laughs> like, no, no, I don't think that's a great idea. I think <laughs> I think any, anything else besides Clan and Gettysburg together would, would go great. So I went to Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, Jerry Falwell School. I'm sorry. They give out... Uh, scholarships to anybody with a pulse but we didn't know that in church we thought we were special you get a letter in the mail that says you get a full ride and like oh i'm i must be such a good student they noticed me no they just mass blast these email these mails they want your money yeah and then they get their money back by finding you for holding hands or dancing or whatever you know i had to pay them 200 bucks to get my transcript so i could get my current job now like years later decades later they're still charging for yeah. transcripts yeah but uh lynchburg virginia is in a tri kind of county area with two other cities. My other friends went to Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, and then I think UVA is in Christiansburg. So they just put a burg on the end of these three towns on the map, where in the olden days, if you look at the map, it said Christians lynch blacks. Oh, Jesus. It's like Vidar, Texas. There's a big warning sign, like, don't. Take a wide berth. Don't be caught outside <laughs> if your skin's a little yeah. dark. You know, you know. Don't let the sun go down. My wife's family's from Virginia, and we took a trip there recently. Hell yeah. And, uh, we went to Charlottesville, and uh, there's this place called Sam's Hot Dog Stand, and every single person preparing for the trip, and then while we were there, they were all like, and I'll say this allegedly, since <laughs> this could be potentially, but every single person was like, don't go there. Sam is a pedophile. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, you all... You all know this, like, did he get caught or something? And no one can tell me what, but it was just like a consistent story. Like, don't go to Sam's house. <laughs> Specializing in baby wieners. <laughs> Finger lingling good. They took down the statues, but they couldn't get rid of the pedophile thought dog stand. <laughs> Priorities. You know, right. Priority. Yeah, my church growing up was a non-denominational Baptist, which is like supposed to be non-denominational but it was baptist were they the new baptists or the old baptists I mean, they called themselves non-denominational and it was mostly presbyterian but they had a lot of baptist views they wouldn't let us go see back to the future too because of the degradation of the fabric of society and the mockery of the father figure and all this shit and i was like uh it was 1986 i was nine years old 
I was like, the goddamn wheels turned sideways and the fucking thing went into the sky. I don't think I want to go to church anymore is what's yeah. happening. <laughs> church or Back to the Future yeah. 2? I'm thinking Back to the Future Part 2. He still never went back yeah. to the, any of the future. They're, yeah. Now they're going to the future. Uh-huh. I want to see the fucking future. They told me that, um, that Roseanne and the Simpsons were bad because they, again, the kids had bad attitudes and they mocked the fathers. Yeah, because before that it was uh, Leave it to Beaver. Yeah, leave the it to me. You had to smart. all be Wally Cleaver, the yeah, yeah. father knows best type situation. But that's comedy. Take an existing archetype and turn it on its head, and yeah. that's funny. W- yeah. What was their stance on Back to the Future 3? <laughs> 3, I was allowed to go see. I missed 2. <laughs> we got to go see 3 because it was a wholesome Western, yeah. so it was fine. <laughs> it's about the good old days. And there was no dumb dads in it. Yeah. Well, Marty McFly's dad was dumb, but he was wholesome. Yeah. He was a Christian he was a good guy. God. He was a nerd. He <laughs> 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 was great. Get uh, your damn hands did you go, off. Did anybody here go to the Barbie movie yet? Did you go to the Barbie? I haven't been to the Barbie. I have been to the Barbie. You have? Yeah. Oh, we can talk to you about it because I haven't been yet. I have questions. I can lay them out. Is yeah. It, is it anti-male? Did you feel attacked? It is uh, It is very anti-male, but in a hilarious way. Okay. Yeah. That if fun. you're self-effacing and... Uh, it didn't tear uh, at the fabric You don't of take society. yourself too seriously. <laughs> yeah. You can be like, hey, that's funny. Well, yeah. Uh, well, a way I framed it to someone that was asking, because I threw it out in the last a mic I go to, and I was everyone was like, oh, you see Bar? Or I asked them if they've seen it, and everyone was like, no, 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 no I wouldn't go see that. And I was just like, think about how many movies of like the early 2000s just shit on women. Like yeah. Wedding Crashers, or just like all these movies where they're just like, women are dumb, they're yeah. emotional, they're blah. So it's like, if you could go to a movie and enjoy that, and not be like, this is just shitting on women, like... If anything, the Barbie movie, it ends in a positive message. It's pro-women, but uh, fucking, not Ryan Reynolds. What is his name? What is it? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gos- so yeah, apparently Ryan Gosling steals the movie. Yeah. Ken fucking is the hilarious. absolute best part of the movie. Yes. And he's awesome. And so there's, so my, like, I, I, I watch a lot of commentary, you know? So the first thing that comes out about it is, number one, oh, this is an amazing feminist movie. And the other side is, this movie is anti-male and it's man-hating. But then after that wave went through, all the kind of um, the, the the people got a little bit deeper into the analysis to where now the troll the troll position is no this movie is about um, an oppressed hero and that oppressed hero is Ken yeah and he is thwarted at every by the evil evil <laughs> matriarchy and then there's you know so he, he gets more and more complex as far as like the the criticism of it goes so that's made me even more interested in like seeing the movie and hearing people's takes on the movie it's really were, awesome were you reading this on 4chan or I was 8chan? reading it every- <laughs> <laughs> the dark uh, web oh, so well, Ben Shapiro is my hero. <laughs> and I love how he just breaks things down to where I can understand them. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of criticizing Ben Shapiro. Well, I'm not criticizing, but I was talking about how he's peak male Christian and someone pointed out he's Jewish. And I just it didn't even occur to me. Like yeah. I, I, I just yeah. was like, oh, I guess I should probably should have thought that one through a little better. <laughs> I mean, he literally wears a yarmulke, but all of his <laughs> positions are identical to the conservative, uh, you know, waspy Protestant male. So you know, what's the difference? The self-loathing Jew thing is annoying because then no one else is. It's like the N word. No one else is allowed to say that they suck. Yeah, right. Or that they're cheap or annoying or anything. They all say it about each other all the time. Yeah. I'm an eighth Jewish, so I've experienced a lot of this stuff. And it's like, you know, Jews shit on each other all day, but you can't say anything. It's like you, you, I'm the only one that's allowed to pick on my little brother. No one else is allowed to punch him. 
What right. I think was weak sauce is that he burned a Barbie. And he, <laughs> he literally bought Barbies to burn them. Yeah. It's like Kid Rock shooting the Bud Light cans that he bought. It's like the know, Righteous the Gemstones. Shotgun. Slut busters. Yeah, slut. Hey, you watch the Righteous Gemstones? <laughs> yes. So whenever they're, they're they go and they stuff. buy out all the porn shops <laughs> to burn all of the smut, it's like, well, yeah. you're literally you know, just keeping them in business. Right, the Bud Light thing. Have y'all heard the conspiracy about the Kid Rock Bud, Bud Light video? I uh, don't think so. So supposedly there's a second shooter, and I know this sounds so fucking dumb. <laughs> a second shooter in the Bud Light <laughs> video. But you guys want to take a look? He was worried about, about it? like it looking cool enough. So supposedly there's this <laughs> someone shooting from the side to like get the extra. Explosions. Let's take a break. Derek's here. <laughs> We're taking a break, real quick. We've been I've been going to the smoke and chill over there because they have Delta Nine gummies that. Hit different. Just hits different. I feel like maybe they might be cheating and putting actual stuff in there. I, I have a theory that especially the ones that come from legal states, they're just like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, it's from hemp. Oh, yeah. but we just happen to have all this regular Delta 9 cannabis stuff on hand. I've God, I hope so. Folgers taste test with Cali, sh- Cali gummies next to Colorado gummies next to Delta 8 Texas yeah. gummies. And the, Del- the Texas sh- legal whatever Delta 8 stuff. Is the most most notable noticeable? Do do y'all's parents uh, are they on the weed train? My parents are in Amsterdam a lot. They live in France, and they go all over the place. I'm like, why don't you sample this local? You know, everywhere else you go to France, you have a glass of wine. You go to Scotland, you have some scotch. When Amsterdam have some weed, my mom's like, I just don't want to be lose control. I don't like to be out of control. (laughs) You're drinking wine. Weed is fine. You'll be fine. You're not going to lose control and fall into canals or whatever. My mom busted uh, all of my brother's balls so hard for smoking weed. And then uh, she's staying over in France right now. And she had me uh, bag up and repackage a bunch of gummies nice. to take over there. <laughs> and then when we Booty got bears. over there, she handed me, she goes to some club in Barcelona where it's like you just sign, you know, private club. She handed me like four different baggies of weed to distribute through my family when we went to France. And I was like, Mom, I think you just made me a drug mule. And she basically <laughs> just called me a pussy. Being <laughs> <laughs> like, a little bitch. Fuck, so speaking of Amsterdam, my, uh, yeah, my in-laws have been complimenting me recently. Oh, you're such a good dad and all this. You know, it's nice. Whatever. I don't want to humble brag. I'm a shitty, I thought I was a shitty dad. But uh, they're like, you're so good. And I'm like, yeah, I deserve to do something bad. I've been saving up karma. I want to go to Amsterdam. Last time I did anything bad was that I remember was Amsterdam. Yeah, like, like past a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> Once you, last have, time you crossed the line, I don't was have in time to do anything wrong. I don't need to be saved because I don't sin. Like I'm too busy. Like nothing. I mean, I have to ask: Amsterdam for the weed or Amsterdam for the legal prostitution? Uh, it was shrooms, acid. We were seeing. I was seeing. It dinos- was the hard stuff. Dinosaurs <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I uh, got uh, ended up homeless in Rotterdam because I fucked up my URL pass and got kicked off the train. I did wrong things to myself by being too high and forgetting to do th- get the t- stamp. No ticky. So you were the prostitute to yeah. make your way home. <laughs> I had to slut my That's way back. That's how you got back <laughs> on the Euro rail. Slut my way into the hostel somehow. But apparently, you know, you can have a lot more fun in Amsterdam now. You can eat bananas out of Lizzo's ass and do all kinds of cool <laughs> stuff. So maybe I'll go back and 
do whatever weird banana stuff they were doing. I feel really bad. So I saw Lizzo when she came to Austin, and it was one of the best shows ever. So whatever she's doing to those dancers, just keep it going because yeah. it was yeah, fantastic. I think I think that might be the official position of the God Awful Gospel Hours. We are pro Lizzo. Hell yeah. Those dancers are lying, and they're just looking for money. Yeah. I think she's a she's stunning and brave, and she's incredibly talented, and she's really funny too. You've seen her thing on the Eric Andre show where she's running around in a spandex suit and just interviewing people on the street like with crazy manic energy. So when you say spandex, are you saying a supported spandex suit or just letting it all? Um, kind of letting it all, like a you know Green Man, you know um, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. That whole thing, except her her face is exposed, but she's I'm Lizzo, and this is. Interviewing people, she runs around, suck my dick, but you know, puts the microphone in people's faces and stuff. It's a really funny little skit. So I think uh, Kathleen Kennedy is a huge fan of Lizzo. Uh, you know who Kathleen Kennedy is? Yeah. She's in the story group for Lucasfilm. She's making a lot of big, important calls for Star Wars canon that I don't She's the reason that Star Wars is with. even worse than the prequels. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I think the Pixar put a microchip in her brain. 10 years ago and she saw a picture of Lizzo and she was like black women everywhere and started just putting black women in everything. Yeah. And no black woman asked for that much representation, but they started putting <laughs> them everywhere. If I was a black woman, I'd be like, stop. This <laughs> is enough, enough now. Enough, yeah. I, I feel bad. Buzz Lightyear and a black lady, J- James Bond and a black lady, Obi-Wan Kenobi and a black lady. It's like, leave them alone. I feel bad for the unsung heroes of this. Like, everyone's very concerned about her support staff. But what about her support stage? She's been abusing all of them. Yeah. (laughs) What about the structural support of the stage underneath her that's trying to hold all that? (laughs) So, the TMNT movie is out. I was about to go see it. Speaking of of black ladies. Speaking of... uh, being marketed to oh yeah april o'neill's a black yeah they, lady they, now they, too. they turned april <laughs> o'neill to a black lady yeah um they i feel like you know males 18 to 36 used to be the target demo for everything because that's who had all the money but now it's that was 10 years ago now it's males 46 year old males mm-hmm. we still have some money all the millennials are broke so we're being marketed to still the teenage Ninja turtles movie has the spider-man animation it's got tribe called quest it looks oh, yeah. all cool it's like they're talking directly to me when I was nine, like, don't you love Tribe Called Quest? Don't you love Ten Generations Generals? Come and see this movie. Not to mention Jackie Chan is in it. Yeah, stop looking yeah. at me. Yeah. Can, don't you want to go see Transformers? Is G.I. Joe's going to be in the next one? I'm like, you're speaking directly to 12-year-old Josh again. <laughs> so you mentioned the Star Wars movies. Are y'all both current? Are y'all have y'all stuck through? And you, uh, no, so I watch okay. it all. He won't. So, uh, well, I mean, the number one thing is Star Wars hasn't really been good since like 1983. <laughs> There's been a lot of crap, and I my, that's my that's my big quote is Star Wars jumped the shark with G- CGI Java. Uh, whenever they put that CGI Java in the re-release of Star Wars, like that's when you kind of knew how things were going. It was very controversial at the time too. I remember diehards yeah. being like, "It's yeah. not the same. We're not watching the yeah. remake." So I have a I have a, a a thing that I post every May the Fourth, and it's um. The prequels were bad. Disney Star Wars is not canon. Release the original Unaltered Trilogy in 4K. That is the message that I try and spam the internet with every May the 4th. Set Britney free. Yeah. And so I I will say that what really broke me, like many, many people, was The Last Jedi. Walking out of The Last Jedi, just absolutely depressed. Like, just, what is this, you know? 
And that was when I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pay for Star Wars anymore. And then the first season of The Mandalorian was pretty good, but there's been just so – it's so bad. There's just so much bad parts of it. So They're not doing what I want. I want a Quentin Tarantino movie about Chewbacca with a soundtrack by Primal Scream. Yeah. And then I can die happy. I'm good. Well, what about you? Are you caught up? I couldn't take him anymore. I yeah. think it was around Solo. I, yeah. I saw it. And I was like, "You literally just made the same movie all over again, like a lost, like lost your parents, like the whole." Well, and yeah. the whole like, how do how do we know? We need to know how he got his name. We need to go how he got his jacket. We need to know how he got his blaster. Yeah. We need to know how he got <laughs> Lando Calrissian's friendship. We need to learn mirror. how the how he got the <laughs> dice. It's it was it was like the first uh, ten minutes of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, but stretched out into an entire movie. Here's all the trinkets. Yeah, it's like Nathan uh, Drake in Uncharted Three is all attic full yeah. of all this stuff. And it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter so much if like Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back were not so good, like. At one point, though, those were the some of the best things committed to film, and that's what puts into sharp contrast how bad all the not just the recent stuff, but pretty much everything since then. You know, starting with the Ewok, starting with the Star Wars holiday special. I still love all of it. I can't wait to Ahsoka, Ahsoka's dick. I'm gonna watch all of that. I can't wait. I think it definitely. I mean, it, it speaks to the whole like things. You know, the whole comedy rule of threes. Like they made three pretty. Pretty yeah. really great movies. Yeah, like stop milking it. I feel like the Ninja Turtles is an exception because that trilogy fizzled out really badly. But I did see the new one and mm-hmm. the animation. I, I definitely suggest taking an edible or something. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. I saw it in three D. Yeah, like you said, it's got that uh, uh, Spider Verse animation. Dude, half Shit. the time I was just like, "This is fucking beautiful." And yeah, I was like, oh, I'm also watching a movie, but it was just fucking. <laughs> I was awesome. going to take a long lunch from work, but I can't eat an edible if I do that. I have to leave work early and then try to make my way home from Highland. Yeah. <laughs> High yeah. as balls. What about Walking Dead? You watched The Walking Dead? Uh, I bailed when Carl died because I couldn't take any one more. Carl. 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 Oh, my gosh. Carl. Did you read the comics? I did not. I'm not a reader, unfortunately. I was really pumped that they were going to do like an image cin- cinematic universe after The Walking Dead got so big because I was into Spawn and all that shit in the 90s. Like fuck I, yeah! I like the fear. I liked when I liked the way they rolled Fear the Walking Dead out into it and combined. I I did think that was really cool. So there's two new shows now. Negan is in in uh, New York with Maggie, and they hate each other, and they're fighting some weird guy from Croatia, and then Same now uh, Daryl is in Paris, and Are they think serious? that he's like the savior of humanity or something. They've gone completely off the rails. It's not doesn't have anything to do with comics. They're not. I mean, Kirkman's not even writing Walking Dead comics anymore. He owns Transformers and GI Joe comics now. I feel like Walking Dead was a great study in like how you can take a first season of a show and then immediately fuck it up with the second season. Well, you know what? You know the story behind that, right? No, I don't. Um, so the guy Frank Darabont, the guy who did The Green Mile and The Mist, and he's he was basically the guy who uh, made all the best Stephen King movies. He was the showrunner. He was the guy who made the first season of The Walking Dead. And then he had all his plans for the second season, and they fired him. And they were like, what you want to do is too expensive. We're going to get rid of you, and we're going to bring somebody else in, and we're going to make a cheaper We're version. going to go stand on a road for an entire mm-hmm. season and <laughs> yeah. look for a girl that nobody yeah, fucking we're gonna, cares we're gonna about. We're going to go sit on a farm and uh, argue for six episodes. Um, and then that that's what happened. So he, you, did you ever see what his idea for the first episode of the second season was going to be. No. So, you know, there's in the first episode, there's that part where, or one of the, in the first, summertime in the first season, 
uh, Rick goes into Atlanta and kind of gets surrounded by zombies, and he climbs into that tank, and there's all these all the soldiers are dead in the tank, but one of them comes to life, uh, yes. and and he has to kill that soldier. The entire first episode of the second season was going to be uh, following that guy, that soldier, through the entire outbreak and the That's fight, and all the way up till the point where he dies in that tank. The comics did the same thing, which the is first. a totally cool idea, but. Then they fired uh, Bar- Daramont, and they turned it into the you know the search for what was that girl's name? I can't even Michonne? remember. No, the, 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 the Sophia. The search okay. for Sophia is what the second season turned into. The comic had a way better penciler the first ten episodes, and then he or issues, and then he got fired. Yeah, they Daramonted him out of there also. <laughs> and I was like, all I was all in on the story yeah. by that time. They had gotten me. My favorite thing about The Walking Dead it was out at the same time as. Uh, Game of Thrones, and yeah. so it was a huge, fun Sunday night. We would save both yeah. of those shows yeah. and have two hours of, but both of those shows storylines relied heavily on who knows what when, like yeah. who knows this person's dead, or they're related to them, and they haven't found out yet. Yeah, right. And in the age of like cell phones and the internet, it was fun to watch. And the medieval scale and the, the way the information travel, doesn't so, travel or does or yeah, does not travel. How important it is that the Raven makes it to the. Yeah send a message to somebody that somebody's dead so so like you you watch you watch a lot of tv shows or, or a lot of series what's your favorite one like what 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 do you go back to you're like well this is the best this is one of the best ones this is the one i had the best time watching yeah, all time and then right now i mean it sucks that i'm gonna say this but it's i i just rewatched all of seinfeld okay and then um i when curb your when curb your enthusiasm came out mm-hmm. i wasn't I don't know if it had, didn't have enough life experience or whatever, yep. or it was too slow. I didn't I get into it. it. Yeah. And Until I a little just bit later. started it, mm-hmm. and I'm like four seasons in. And the very first episode, the one about how he has like a, a dick tent on his pants, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I literally down, yeah. like five, like right before I met my wife, I was dating a girl, and she went and she was like, hey, what's going on there? And pinched. And the it was tint, just all yeah. fabric, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, so for that, for that to start out that way, I was like, oh my god, like I, it's bad. I think for Kirby, you do have to like hit a certain age or something. But uh, my arg- my my argument has always been ninety percent of the time, Larry is right. The. Uh, opinion about um, Curb Your Enthusiasm was, oh, Larry's just an asshole, whatever. No, he's right. 90% of the time, it's the other people that are the assholes, and he's just calling him out on it because he has nothing to lose because he's the rich co-creator of Seinfeld, you know. I love, yeah, Curb Enthusiasm, I don't know. It's at least as good as, it's kind of like uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. I think that Better Call Saul is at least as good, if not better, than Breaking Bad. I think Better Call Saul had the same um, problem as Fear the, or Walking Dead, where the second second season was just so fucking slow. Where it started really strong, and then if you made it through the season two, you were good after that. So Better Call Saul is interesting because it is just a character study. It's just like once you realize you're like I don't I'm not waiting for some amazing thing to happen. I'm not waiting for this to be Breaking Bad, and you just learn to enjoy the characters like and what happens one. to them and how they Lucky evolve Hank. and all that. Um, it's real. Oh, like the, the characters in Better Call Saul. I got to say, probably a deeper and more three dimensional than even the characters in Breaking Bad. Are you still watching Lucky Hank? I yeah, I think I, f- I finished Lucky Hank. I okay. finished that first season. Well, that's a character study too, but it's independent of the whole Breaking Bad. Yeah, universe. right, right. The it's just dude. Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. So my kid, uh, we've been yelling at him. He's ten years old. Uh, his whole life, you got to brush your teeth every day. You got to take a shower every day. This, there's been huge fights. He like fucking ran away from home one time because he had to take a shower. Um, last week, 
his asshole started itching. He's complaining his asshole itched. We're like, yeah, you don't shower every day. You're 10 now. Your, your asshole's going to itch if you don't take a shower. And then he got a toothache the other day. And I was like, yeah, you don't. I've been telling you your whole life to brush your teeth. You don't have to argue with us anymore. Now you get to argue with nature. You have to argue with your body. You're coming into puberty. Did and he start gonna, brushing his asshole? He's <laughs> his asshole and wiping his teeth with toilet paper. <laughs> so you don't have to argue with us anymore. You can argue with Mother Nature. But he plays uh, a lot of those you know, free-to-play Fortnite-type games. He gets super amped. And as a Democrat, I watched this child get excited, and I'm like, where's the uh, adrenochrome at? Can I stick a Capri Sun straw in his neck and suck up some of that and get live get forever? Some of that energy, yeah. I have to worship Moloch, the devil. I just started. So I've had a VR headset for maybe like a year and a half. Yeah, I heard and, you were talking about the Oculus. And I do um, I do VR comedy. I have a podcast in VR called The Texas Three. It records every other Wednesday. You can go see it live in, okay. in uh, Horizons. But uh I just discovered there's a game called Population One, and it's a really just simple shooter. It just drops you in. You have two teammates, you versus like five other teams, and uh, it's mostly children on there. Yeah. So I feel a little <laughs> awkward as a as an adult male like talking with kids. And uh, I was playing with a 11 and a 13 year old, and my wife's in the next room. And and to if you lose health, you re up uh, drinking sodas and eating fruit. And she heard me just shout out like, hey, kids, come over here and eat this banana. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, like, if this podcast doesn't get me canceled, definitely fucking with the things I've said in VR to children across the world. <laughs> Uncle Jackie Boy has some fruity treats for the children. So, you know, is there a Jack Shootsy YouTube channel of your own? I don't have a YouTube. Um, I actually was kind of scared about um, the reason I started uh, the the driven by God on TikTok is because I have a bunch of religious family members yeah, and they all follow my Instagram for my comedy and stuff. Yeah. And I was just worried. Like it's not that I have a brother that we used to debate stuff and then Trump happened and we had like this like big falling out where yeah. it's like, okay, we just can't talk about a lot like, of us left whole... Facebook in 2016. Yeah. yeah. So like talk to our friends anymore. I started this thing on TikTok so that it stays away from my family yeah. specifically. So, like, my favorite things I'm doing, I don't even share with my family. At some point, you're going to get big enough where it's just going to happen. I mean, if, if you keep doing comedy like you're doing, you're booking all these shows, you got a lot going on, you're going to have to stop worrying about well, yeah. they, pissing off. So my actual comedy itself, um, I mean, I'm a big middle-of-the-road guy. I was raised in Austin, but when oh. Austin was, like, an accepting place, like, I know it's... I know it's kind of pivoting to this idea. Well, it's it's still a very accepting place, but it's gotten this moniker of like, oh, it's just a liberal bastion where they just hate anyone different. It's like when I grew up in Austin, everyone just didn't give a fuck what you did as long as you weren't yeah. hurting anybody else. Yeah. It's no. like I come from that mentality. And it's supposed to be a melting pot, and then people get mad, and you're like, uh, melt. Yeah. yeah well, being mad. Just, we're all different, and <laughs> if you're not hurting anyone, you're not hurting anyone. And my brothers actually, they were like, if you if we didn't know you – and we heard your comedy, we would assume you're a conservative. Okay. Because I don't like, I don't like, <laughs> Trump's too insane to just shit on Trump. It's not funny. I don't know if you've ever seen a comic come up and try and just shit on Trump. Oh, just he's been about to go to jail for 10 years. He's like the roadrunner of the Wile E. Coyote of the justice system. Yeah, it's We're just, all just watching him get away. It's like, oh, you mean all of L.A. and New York comedy after 2016? Like, <laughs> there's like, oh, Trump, right? <laughs> you know, he's there's about no. to go to jail. Yeah, there's, there, there's no uh, create. It doesn't take any creativity to just make jokes about Trump. Right? It is nice to see the U.S. versus Trump case becoming an actual thing after all this 
he's about to get this and he's yeah, about to happen that. But it's not he's not it's not going to happen before the election. If he w- he could potentially win and it all goes away. That yes. is that is if, if there's, very much a, if there's anything I've learned is that there are no consequences for he's him. He's had a legal team his entire life. He had a legal team when he's 4. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck <laughs> about the law or getting in trouble or the jail or anything. It's all fake to him. Stuff. It's also a really good way to get everybody to not talk about the fact that it is 105 degrees. It has been 105 degrees for two months. It's going to be 105 degrees for another month. We're not getting any rain. Yeah. And what what could possibly be the cause behind all that? You know, <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're, instead, we're arguing yeah. about about you know things in uh, trans in school. Yeah. Or fractions of the population. You Nobody know. fucks with the military industrial illusion of democracy. Right. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's. I've. I've had to take a step back. I had a little bit of like Trump derangement syndrome where I was just like, he's doing this, he's doing that. And the more, the deeper I got into it and the more I thought about it, it's like, it's, as you say, it's a distraction, but if more than anything, it's a distraction from like, I have health issues. I have Mm -hmm. autoimmune issues. I have like cirrhotic arthritis, uh, rheumatoid arthritis and gout. And I have like the best medicine and the best insurance and I have to pay so much fucking money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my my brother, who's very conservative, he married a French girl, and while they're ha- while she was pregnant with the child, they were back and forth from France. And he's like, "Oh, we go to France. She goes to her doctor's appointment. It, they, yeah. they charge us like twenty dollars." Yeah. And I'm like, so, "Okay, I'm like, okay, I know how deeply ingrained you are in this conservatism. <laughs> Do you at least understand this angle?" And he's like, "Hundred percent. We should have better." Can't they just go to little pieces of Canada too and get healthcare if it's under France? But, but France is even it's even better because like Canada, there are wait lists are a thing, but it's wait lists for elective surgery. It's okay. like if you have a serious trouble, you're gonna get in. But can but a French yeah. person go to Quebec and get French healthcare? Is it under the the French government or is it just they speak French? I, I think can't you have to suck straight. off Trudeau. Okay, and that'll get <laughs> again. You <wherever> you can. <laughs> Already been doing that. I think his wife just left him. Yeah, him and his wife split up, and then him and a guy went to see the Barbie movie and did the selfies at the Barbie movie. I saw that. That's that's on all my, because I follow every political side because you know it's for shit posting and joke um, purposes. And uh, I saw a lot on the the right wing side saying, "Oh my god," about him again going to the Barbie movie. Uh, but yeah, it's funny that your your brother can admit like, "Hey, we should have better health care." You know, it shouldn't be. It should. It's nice that it's twenty dollars in France or whatever. Um, and that just gets kind of brushed away for the next like outrage that everybody's algorithms are sending them into their eyeballs every day through their phone. Um, nothing. Why does no progress ever get made on that? Where some things that we can agree on, right? Things that like a liberal and a conservative can definitely agree on. Well, we're all in the middle. I think so. the The trans angle and the children angle goes back way beyond American politics. If you can point to your opponent and say they want to fuck kids, yeah, right, yeah, you, 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 the, the opponent now spends the next however long they have saying I don't want to fuck children, yeah. and then all of a sudden you win the debate. <laughs> right. so, it's I mean, all it's just a very a, old argument. Yeah, it's, it's all old big, tactics. Yeah, it's a game of gay chicken, but pedo, and they're projecting. <laughs> it's like the American uh, Beauty dad with the Nazi plate. He was mad at that gay guy, and it turned out he was gay. Yeah. Because he was so mad. All these Republicans are like, everybody wants to rape my kids. Well, how attractive do you think your child is? Do you think <laughs> that everyone's coming for that kid? And why are you looking at your kid that way? We got in trouble like that with our church. My We had to have an elder meeting because my sister was wearing skirts that were too short. She was underage at the time. And they had a meeting when my dad was an elder. And uh, above a couple of the other elders' sons had a crush on her, and she wouldn't go out with them. And they were 
driven mad with lust because of the skirts she was wearing to church. So he had to sit in a meeting with a bunch of other old dudes saying, your daughter needs to wear longer dresses to church. And he was Either like, who here thinks my daughter's attractive right now? Because I will burn this fucking building to the ground right now. Did Stop. he really call them out like to, to their face? He said he got really furious and had to leave the meeting. Because it was the argument was, who's looking at this sixteen-year-old girl's legs, you know, in church? I, I, hey, again, look at things we can agree on: Christians, Muslims, women need to cover up. Yeah, we can agree. We can all agree. Oh, they're filthy. All right, and on that <laughs> on that note, we're going to take one more break. We'll be right back. And we're back with Jack. So you do the gay accent for your uh, driven by God thing, or the Southern gentleman accent, I should say. The effeminate, effeminate, effeminate Southerner. Donnie came up with a really funny bit on one of our first shows we did, where I was like, "Where's the gay accent from? What part of the world? Why do they have an accent? Was is it the gay part of France?" And Donnie was like, "Yeah, France. (laughs) The entirety of France. The gay region of France is just France." (laughs) The uh, my friend uh, was waiting tables with named Keith was the uh, American History X dad. He was very angry with gay shit, and we were getting beer for everybody for this party. And I was like, I gotta get Tecate. And he was like, Why do you say it like that? Who's it for? And I was like, It's for Gay Jeff. And he was like, Don't buy that f word beer. He ended up blowing Gay Jeff like the next week. It's like all his hatred. <laughs> how <laughs> like how the dark old were side y'all of the force. when y'all met your first gay like gay person just like out and about in the wild? 20 probably i grew up with one i had and it was weird <laughs> well dustin name? doesn't count right my brother doesn't count. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no i uh i grew up with a i had a guy that i went to like from middle school everybody knew he was gay and he got so much shit like all the you know the jock guys like they would get into fights and all that and i always liked him i always thought he was a cool guy so that that's the first gay person that i remember it's like somebody i grew up with I think I was probably t- I, there was like a kid when I was really young that we, they called him like Robert the Kissy Boy. Yeah, he, he would literally <laughs> like kiss other boys. And I, at the time, no one <laughs> when you're that young, you don't. Well, you used to not think about things like that when you're that young. Who knows what they do now? Yeah. But uh, I was probably like 20, and I met the first gay person, and I was just like, "Why is everyone so afraid of this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. these are the coolest people ever." I always, I always liked gay yeah. people. I always. Thought they were cool. I was wanted to be friends with them. I always thought they were funny, you know, interesting. Yeah. Somebody always people. has a really cool, nice uncle that's like yeah. way more accepting of everyone else, and always cooks nice and can, right. has better music and everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been playing Civilization. Have you ever played that game? No, I've not. Okay, it's a world builder, whatever. It's like Risk, kind of, on the console. But there's a religious aspect aspect where you can win by religion, and I've always avoided it. I was like, I don't want to play with religion, but you can win with religion. But you can call it whatever you want. So I got into the religious part because I called my religion butt stuff. And then I started spreading butt stuff to all the other countries. <laughs> Sent my butt stuff religion missionaries and, and gurus to other places. And That's just millennial speak now, you bro. just got That's three fucking... ass-eating points for spreading butt stuff to Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, it reminds me of the... Have you ever played the game Plague, Inc.? Where you have to like have engineer a virus. I always called my virus the gay. So it's like the gay has spread to Madagascar. <laughs> I love doing that. Horse AIDS. Yeah. Um, do you ever get your dad to laugh? We were talking earlier about how hard it is to get your dad to laugh. 
Well, he's dead. So okay. I don't think he's going to laugh at rolling in his grave. You can imagine him laughing. <laughs> I, uh, when my dad was passing away, I learned a lot about Texans and old school. Just growing up in the United States, because we all had these questions where we were trying to get him to be like, hey, what beer did you drink? Or like what? And basically he laid it out that it just wasn't that complicated back in the day. He was yeah. just like, we drank whatever beer was there. Yeah, free. There weren't as many choices. And I feel like. The hardest part about being a kid these days is too many choices. Yeah. You used to just have like, okay, I'm going to be a fucking plumber. I'm going to be yeah. an accountant or I'm going to be a fucking whatever. And now it's like, well, I could be a YouTube star or maybe, a, you know, like. I could I be a like, gay eagle. I feel like their <laughs> you children could be a deer. are they're <laughs> yeah. paralyzed with indecision yeah. just yeah. because there's too many options. It's the, it's the internet, right? It's like, it's YouTube. It's, it's all the sources of information coming in. There's. Yeah. Um, there's so many different things. I, things were I, I do remember things being so much simpler whenever I was a kid. But that might also be something that's always happened, right? So our parents probably were like looking back. Well, when I was a kid, things were so much simpler, and their parents 100%. were like, you know, it's it's how much of it is the cycle that always has existed, and how much of it is new? Because I will say that introducing the internet to everything that still makes me think it's different this time. It's different this time, but. You know, maybe in the 1950s, the parents who were watching Elvis swing his heads were like, it's different this time. Maybe they were the same. Someday you're actually going to get that money from Nigeria. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) (laughs) It will change. (laughs) One of these days. (laughs) I think dads don't laugh at sons because they used to make us giggle uncontrollably with like the lowest hanging fruit. Like my dad could just be like butt toots and I would cry on the floor when I was four laughing. It was a control thing. So they never want you to be able to make them laugh under controllably like that because they were the man that made you laugh i mean i'm the i've always had the problem where if i like something my friends immediately don't like it i have certain friends that immediately if i say hey this band is awesome they immediately won't like the band that sucks that's what you do to me with star wars every time there's a new show (laughs) (laughs) but no check it out darling that sucks yeah but if but if another friend came to me and said dude check out ahsoka ahsoka's Mm. awesome and then all of a sudden i was into ahsoka that would be a different thing right yeah so I have always had certain friends who I'm like, hey, this band is awesome. And they're like, whatever. But then another friend that they think is has better taste or cooler says the exact same thing. And then they like it, right? That's the that's the issue I have with my dad laughing at things that I think are funny. Like if I'm the one who's saying, hey, this comedian is funny. You should watch this comedian. He won't think it's funny. Yeah. But if, if he finds it on his own, all of a sudden that comedian is hilarious. And we can agree on it. That's not a good idea because it wasn't my idea. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's a big, I, I, uh, I feel like that's like the whole punk rock debate is one of those things where it's like, I like, I, I grew up listening to some punk rock and I also like Blink-182. Right. But if you try and square those things together, it becomes like this big fucking debate. And yeah. It's like, uh-huh. I can just like Blink-182. It does. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're fucking the most hardcore punk rock yeah, band right. in the entire country. <laughs> I just enjoy their music. Yeah. Right. I, right. I grew up skateboarding and I thought rollerbladers were gay, but all the surfers thought I was gay for skateboarding. All the you know rat rat dogtown Z boys were like, what is this neon colored Bill and Ted's rad stuff? I have an adult into? friend that uh, he rollerblades, nice. and even my wife calls him a fruit booter, and mm-hmm. I fucking love it. I'm just like, <laughs> I absolutely love that. that is still a thing and that still exists. <laughs> this freaking a BJ on Righteous Gemstones yeah. was like, I need to blade, I need to blade, <laughs> focus. So you said on your other podcast I was listening to you on today that you had an old suicide bit that you tried to open with once and you killed the room. Oh yeah. I mean, so every I feel like every comic 
every white edgy comic when they start doing open mics they all have a suicide joke the WECs they did they always have a suicide joke or like a my dick small joke it's either one or the other but they're definitely (laughs) gonna have one of those yeah and mine was um hi my name's Jack I'm hyper self-critical so I'll either be killing it up here or myself later (laughs) and just like sat in it yeah (laughs) and then I had a bunch of tags to it and then uh I stopped doing it because I was performing uh, you guys know this that like there's a difference between form- performing before a, a paying st- stand-up crowd and open mic crowds yeah. or a bar crowd. It's yeah. worth every. They're penny. not there to hear controversial sh- shit generally. Yeah. They're just there to drink a beer, and so I had to back off of it. So I wrote a whole ad- addendum to it where it's like an older comic came up to me and told me like, don't open your set with suicide. Just let the crowd get to know you and they'll want you dead too. (laughs) And just like doubling down on it. And so whenever I'm having like a, a mic where I'm just not feeling it or I want to throw out, I'll do a whole fucking three minutes on suicide and and just the darkest shit that I have out there. And I I generally don't, I've learned as a comic not to open with that stuff. (laughs) You have to make them like you first and bring you along and then you can dump some shit like that on them, but don't, don't open with suicide, right? No, no, it's just you know, too yeah. Mine was uh mine was uh it wasn't small it wasn't it was dick stuff, but it was uh it what if guys had periods? Cuz it was um it was, you know, I my girlfriends were mad that I won't have sex with them when they're on their period, but you know, I'm like I if I had a period, I wouldn't expect you to be putting that in your mouth and then I went to this whole thing about like you know, imagine Bloody what that would be like jumps. and like yeah. like a like a a sixth grade uh, volcano, you know, uh, science experiment with the volcano coming out and all that. <laughs> I had a whole thing about that. Did people like it? I'm hungry. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It. Uh, it. It. The the delivery was good, and it usually did pretty good. I didn't. I didn't flop on it until, except for the times whenever you actually do bomb and nothing works for yeah. some reason. That's you the know? room's fault. Yeah, it's always the Blame room's the fault. Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Sonny Castillo, Sonny from the O2. Yes. He. Have you heard? You remember his suicide joke? So it's just a quick little Mitch Hedberg-esque. The suicide is never the answer, unless the question is, what's it called when you kill yourself? Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's great. I got into comedy at first because I had a suicide in my family, and I was sad, and I was like, I need to be happy. Let me go do some laughing things. So I had a, well, I had a bit about being, I'm Scotch-Irish, Cherokee, Jew-German, so I can walk through the woods and think about killing myself without making a sound. <laughs> it was a Cherokee, Jewish, yeah. German. And then more recently, I, my kids told me when I was 45 that I was middle-aged. I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, you're halfway to 90. And I was like, I hadn't planned on staying that long <laughs> here. 90, that's an accomplishment, <laughs> man. And I hit middle age at 25. <laughs> I was yeah. not going to be around past 50. But okay, I guess I'll hang around if you guys need me to reach out the shit from the high shelf and unscrew the, the pickles. How do y'all feel about, like, I've... I've been not struggling, but definitely like going back and forth on like writing what I want to write versus writing what will work for an audience. Because there's this whole idea that like, okay, if I just commit to what I want to write and push that direction, the audience will come towards me or I'll find my own audience versus like writing stuff. That's a little bit more well-rounded. So we're talking about speaking our truth, speaking your truth and living your truth. I just did this on TikTok. Because everybody has those top three things pinned to the top of their page. I don't know if you've done that. You have your three favorite things that you want people to see first are pinned to the top of all the videos. I'm like exclusively posting and I don't participate in TikTok, so I'm a bad TikToker. Okay. I'm just getting into it and trying to figure it out. 
But I noticed other people had three videos pinned across the top. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go in and pin my three most popular TikToks so more people can see them because apparently that's what people like. Didn't change anything. So then today I switched them out and took them off and put my three favorite bits on the top of TikTok. So, you know, the old Brad Pitt, three for them, one for me. So, you know, if you want to be an artist and you want to feel like you're expressing yourself and enjoying what you're doing, then you should write for yourself, you know. But if you get a laugh, that's your fucking job. So you should do your job. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of been part of it is like I can I will say my darker stuff makes the comics laugh, you know, but I don't back wanna, of the room. Yeah, I definitely don't want to be like an edge lord and just push like I, I've. I, none of my jokes that address darker material are ever just like blurting it out. They're always coming, trying to come from like a weird angle on it to at least say it's something unique. But I definitely like, you know, everyone's got a school shooter joke. Everyone's got a suicide joke. Sometimes the laughter from the back of the room will start a wave and get everybody going. I had a bit like that about having a gun because everybody has guns. Jack, do you have any guns? Yes, I do. Okay. Donna, you got guns? Uh, there are guns in this house, but they're not mine. Okay. I never have them because my house is too small. Like, I don't have a west wing that I need to shoot somebody down the hall. I, if I see somebody in my house, I can, I'd like to, I'd prefer to kill them with my hands. But I don't want to get the bloodlust, and that's so I have to do it again and be chasing the dragon. That you know, you watch the life leave the guy's eyes, and yeah. you go, <laughs> The lights oh, go out. Oh, this is good. <laughs> I need to do this more. Have either of y'all, well, let me, I'll preface this with my scare. So, um, when I was living right down the street from here, we had a big, uh, our back doors were just like glass sliding doors. And in the middle of the night, we heard this smash and it sounded like someone took like a ball peen hammer to our back, like glass door. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have guns in the house, but I don't keep them. I don't keep them loaded. Yeah. And the one that I have, that's like most that I would grab quickly. Number one, it's a 22, which ain't going to do much. Yeah. Number two, it's a revolver. <laughs> And so I was shaking, yeah. trying to load a fucking revolver, yeah. and I finally get out. And it, what it was was that we had a glass of like uh, seashells that the cat had knocked over. Oh, of course. Okay. But yeah, just yeah. the sound, the sound of, of it, it sounded specifically. And I was just like, "What the fuck am I?" I definitely believe if you if you're going to have guns, have them loaded in a you know like a an approximate to your bed. You know, like yeah. it made me realize so how silly it was that if someone wanted to yeah. get, they would have been in my bedroom. While I'm fumbling with right. the yeah. fucking well, that's gun. Well, that's the old, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Jim Jeffries, uh, where he was kind of going on an anti or a pro gun control thing. He's like, well, first of all, somebody breaks into your house, you've got your gun in the safe. So you're like, hang on a second, let me go get my gun and going to like put in the combination and all that. And he had somebody all the breaks into your fucking house. It's yeah. Very, very real. I love that he uh, admitted years later that he just made up all the statistics in that bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I just kind of just made a money right. that's what people <laughs> do it made a funny comedy set you know that's what you're trying to do so speaking of uh people home invasion and psychos we were talking talking about like how do you vet these people like everybody's awkward and, and uh, somewhere on the spectrum these days and you're trying to give people the benefit of the doubt so you know you can do the blade runner test and see if they're a replicant if they have emotions or if the, how they respond or like the job interview questions like if you found a dollar on the ground what would you do or describe a situation that you resolved it was a conflict or uh my favorite one is ask somebody to spell the word twisted and if they use a z that means they're a fucking psycho and get them out of your life immediately because <laughs> we have you know 
everybody's on the spectrum somewhere these days, but there's the light pink side and the light yellow side. And then there's the ooh hot purple. Ouch. Don't touch that side of people. But, you know, everybody disguises themselves so well now. You don't know who's psycho until they're breaking through your back door, breaking your seashells everywhere with your cat. Yeah, or like, uh, you know, calling you in the middle of the night. like. But maybe it'd be good for some of those people to be in prison if they're that autistic. Maybe they like that structure, getting up every day. (laughs) Get institutionalized like uh, Shawshank Redemption. I mean, if (laughs) if you have a kid that's like, everything has to be a certain way. Justin Shapiro or whatever his name is. <laughs> I like things to be at a certain time and I like things to be a certain well you should go to the army or go to jail probably That'd something with structure right yeah. what I'm wondering is like who are you putting through these tests over here like kids that want to date your kids or like yeah. who are you <laughs> oh that's coming <laughs> yeah no kids that date my kids are gonna I'm gonna have Donnie over and we're gonna do the bad boys too and talk in the, in the doorway and wave guns around and talk about going back to jail yeah <laughs> All right, scared you ever been with a man here. would you like to you yeah. want to uh no so his uh so uh josh's daughter um had has a little a boy that she's hanging out with and so they go on walks in the middle of the day um well they were before it was 105 degrees and so i was upstairs and i was working and my my office has a window that looks out on the street over here and i see josh's daughter and this boy walk by down the street because they were going on their little walk and so i took a picture of it and sent it to josh and he was like, "Yeah, we got eyes. We like takes a village. They know that they know that no matter where you go, he's got people posted up watching <laughs> you. You know, Donnie's in his ivory tower surveilling. Yeah. So, do you still fuck with your guitars at all? Um, I do occasionally. Um, I treat music as like a, like a almost like therapy. Yeah. Um, I used mm-hmm. to play a lot of it, and I hit writer's block at a certain point, and so I kind of put everything away." And I was like, I'm going to live life, and then I'll return to the guitar. And then I returned to the guitar, and I was like, I have nothing to say. Yeah. I have nothing. I wrote so many songs from, like, 16 to 24. And I have thir- over 30, 40 songs that I like, and I never performed them. And so what I've been doing lately is I'll do um, I'll do a variety open mic. at a, My wife's family built a brewery called Rough House. Mm-hmm. And because they own it, they'll let me do whatever I want as long as it's going to bring people in. Oh, yeah. And so I'm playing these songs that I wrote 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Just because I never played them. And, like, I was – now also, I being married, there's no expectations. I'm not nervous. I'm not – You're not trying you know, to get pussy. Yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. you know, the girl's going to like this song? <laughs> it yeah. just changed everything. Right. I'm just like, I don't care. Like, yeah. what's the worst – especially – well, also – trying to do comedy and bombing will will humble you more yeah, than anything right. so it's like i'm not afraid to go up there and have people not listen to me the worst that's, that's going to happen is they'll talk over me so yeah. like i've been playing music in that context where it's like on my terms for fun and really enjoying it and so what are you working right on right now you got any new premises or shit that you're writing or excited about I don't want you to burn any premises no I, i'm not afraid of sharing material i don't i don't, I don't i'm not a I'm not a proponent of protecting stuff. Like you've heard about the whole idea of like whoever gets famous first on it. Like, yeah. If right. someone takes my jokes and they go get famous on it, then that's a problem with me. That's not, that's not a fucking, yeah. that's not a, um, interesting premises. Um, I had one about, uh, dr- like driving Uber and like my favorite and least favorite customers. And one of them was about like my most favorite customers being white trash dudes. Yeah. Because they're like so fucking honest, but they say the dumbest shit. <laughs> yeah. And like, I literally was driving a guy to work and some of the, you know, the best jokes come from real life. This kid was just, it was five o'clock, blazing sun outside. And he was just like, man, it sure is bright outside. 
But when I get off work at 11 p.m., it's dark. And it's just like, God <laughs> damn, that is like the dumbest fucking thing. It's like the I most fucking... ban- banal observation. Yeah, <laughs> but I loved it because he said it with fucking passion, <laughs> yeah. man. He said it with absolute passion. Like a child. <laughs> and then uh, I expounded on the idea of like how... Um, how when you're driving Uber, people trauma dump on you because they know you're trapped in the car with, or I don't know why they do it. My th- my theory is that they know they're trapped in the car with you. The wedding singer. I have a microphone and you don't, so you will listen to every goddamn thing I have to say. Dude, and they do. Like, I had a lady get in the car. This isn't part of the bit or anything. This just happened a couple days ago. And I picked her up from a gym. And I'm just, you know, doing my thing. And, and she's like, how are you today? And there's a, there's a way with people ask, how are you today? Where they want you to ask back yeah, right. versus actually caring. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm great. How are you? And she's like, I don't know. I just started working out. And I'm not sure if it's for me or for other people. Do you think I hate myself? <laughs> I was just like, that was, it was that fast. Yeah. Like six <laughs> seconds into the conversation. Do you think I hate yeah. myself? And if I'm you're just asking, like, then yes. <laughs> and so my idea was that like I create like there's Uber XL, Uber Black. I create an Uber Feels. Nice. Where I yeah. show up and I ask you about your childhood, validate your experience, and then end each, end each ride with like a tissue and a hug. Uh, yeah, and Uber therapy. Uber right? slash yeah. better help. Yes. You can mix the two apps yeah. together. <laughs> but I've been working on that. I've tried it a couple different ways. It's not working as well as I'd like to do it on stage, but it's one of those things where the way I wrote it the first time, I like it, and I'm like, "Fuck, I need to workshop it." And I just fucking, I'm like, "No, I'm not gonna fuck it. I like it the way it is. Like, I'm just gonna fucking do it." Yeah. Uh, you were also talking about something on one of your podcasts about a narco, lepsy person that wakes. You were telling stories about waking up in the wrong place, and uh, I can't remember what it was. The uh, Hangover podcast. Um. So I, there's been a couple different ones. I know one time at least. I, I don't know if you guys have ever uh, blacked out and then woken up in an unfamiliar place. Yeah. Like, where you just like come to. Uh, one time it happened when I was in college at Texas State, and I don't I don't obviously know how I don't know how it happened, but blackout at like eleven thirty at night. Whatever time I come to completely pitch black <laughs> you and wake up in darkness yes yeah complete black darkness and like all the rooms in my apartment had windows and i had no idea where it was and it took me like about six minutes to like figure it out and i was just in the internal i was in the bathroom that was like right in the middle of the fucking <laughs> right no window yeah, yeah the hurricane like, shelter part of like, the house what am i doing here <laughs> like, my room, like what the fuck is wrong with you dude like what the I always mix up narcolepsy with kleptomania. I don't get them straight. But if you had both of those, you could wake up in jail. If you stole something and then passed out, and then it's over. I had bad one when I woke up at home. And I was like, I had a bunch of friends get DUIs, and I never got one. I was lucky. Thereby, for the grace of God, go I. But uh, this is how I learned my lesson and quit drinking and driving. I woke up at home. I was like, oh, cool, I'm at home. I guess I should probably go downtown and get my car. And I went out front. And guess what was in the driveway? <laughs> Your car was there. Oh, God. I'm like, That's well, sweet. Thought. I don't have to go get my car, but fuck. <laughs> I don't remember driving that thing home at all. Yeah. I did. Um, this is kind of the reverse of that. Um, I was in lockup for possession of marijuana when I was 22. And in Hayes County, they kept you overnight just because they're fucking assholes. Um, 
And while I was there, I was watching people come into the drunk tank, like that had got arrested, mm-hmm. called the charge on some and bullshit. watching them sober up throughout the night. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and like, dude came in, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, blah blah. What's wrong with my hand? <laughs> fuck y'all, fuck y'all. And he had like he had his hand all like taped up. And then like as the night progressed, he slowly started sobering up. And we all learned that he was at uh, this bar that's right on the river. Um, and he had gotten into an argument with someone and he went to slam his glass down. And when he did it, shattered into uh, his own hand. Ugh. And it went from like, fuck all you all. I'm going to beat these charges to like two and a half later. He was just like, I'm sorry, man, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the reverse of a blackout. Like he went from having fun to like. Reality fucking the, the whiteout. In. He had a whiteout. I've done know. the I've done the situation where I'm sitting in the drunk tank, and I'm jealous of the people that are in there on a PI, because I'm in there for a DUI. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're gonna get off easy. I gotta pay five thousand dollars to a lawyer now. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Anyway, so yeah, we're up at hour thirty six. So. Yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. This is the first Joe Rogan esque four hour thing yeah. we've done with. I know. So, but we need we got we got to do plugs you. now. So, um, so what's your what's what are your ats and what are your so socials? You're running thirty different shows. Yeah, I'm done with so much fucking bullshit comedy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I have shows in uh, Buda, Nate's uh, Big Dog Comedy every other Monday. I got a show at Rough House Brewing uh, second Thursday of the month. I got a podcast in VR on Horizons World called the Texas Three Podcast. Um, my TikTok is driven by God. It's a um, basically an East Texas effeminate man that's pointing <laughs> out the hypocrisies in Christianity. With a French accent. Um, and then my stand-up, just Jack Schutze. Look me up. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'm doing shows all over Central Texas. So good times. All right. all right. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Yeah.